That should be good. Yeah, what, what happened to the Fort Collins one, dude? Do you, okay, so I go in, and, and I'm looking for minis. And so it, it's like the cafe and the game store, you know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go in, it says the, the cafe is closed. And I'm like... That's not good because I feel like that would be the money maker over the game store, you know. You you think, but but food places have work on tighter profit margins than retail. That's true. But so I see that the cafe is closed. I go into the game store. It is shockingly empty because it's also a comic store. They don't have a lot of comics out. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's weird. Okay, so this is something I've been because like I like to look up like I I like to look up like. Uh, the prices of stuff that I, I like to buy, yep. especially if I'm spending more than 50 bucks on it, because, you know. Yeah. So uh, apparently what's going on is that there is in, in, in the collectible sphere, especially with board games and trading cards, there's a huge crash of the prices of um, sealed product. Okay. So So what happens is that like 2020, 2021, you had like a boom of just... People buying, sucking up, like Magic the Gathering D&D prices went, up, went to the roof, you remember? Yeah, because everybody was inside. It was the only thing to do. Yeah, so now what's happening is that a bunch of speculators bought it, bought all that stuff to resell. Yeah. Right? And then it just shut up their prices more. And apparently, don't take my word into this, this is just like what I've been reading and seeing like around... like re- This is like what we got from Joe that- Rogan, you know? Yeah, 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 definitely, totally Joe yeah, Rogan, definitely right? Joe Rogan. Yeah, big Joe Rogan guys here on Mom's Cast. <laughs> and then what? What they say is like, oh, it's the market's just adjusting because like the actual consumers don't want to pay, uh, two hundred bucks for a for a booster box. That's not like a premium product. Like if you're just buying a regular booster box of one of the latest sets, like yeah, it's not worth it. They're they're going they're going down to like, uh, the newer ones are going down to like. 100 bucks 95 bucks yeah and the older ones are all the way down in the 70s and again the problem is that the people that this fucks over is the local game stores yeah yeah all right yeah and with that welcome back to the 32nd episode of mom said it's my turn on the podcast i'm brandon and i'm victor and uh victor what do you got for for a brewski beer today oh i don't have anything i should i should really do something yeah you should probably do something about that uh today is the brandon went to the gym and is trying to go to the gym more and I when I drink on gym days I feel terrible so I took an edible before this and so we're gonna play oh. guess when Brandon's edible kicks in on mom's cast today oh 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 no I hate this game I hate this game well, I think it'll be I think I could I, could, I, I can hold it thing, I just gotta lock in for the recording sesh I I my household we just don't keep keep a lot of mixers yeah and I've been I've been cutting down on the brewskis, right? You know, because you know New Year, new mom's cat. Oh yeah, yeah. And you, you know, b- bread makes you fat, and bread, and bread water makes are, you fat. I, yeah, and unfortunately, then, and then, it's the sad truth of the world. Yeah, bru- like brewskis are just like bread juice. So, I was like, oh, what do I have? And I have like a some bud, some gin, you know. Oh yeah, you can make a Long Island iced tea. I don't have any mixers though, so I don't. I don't have the coke for the Long Island iced tea, you know. Oh, so it's tough. like, you know what? I'm not gonna sit here recording Mom's cast and just be drinking shots of bot like a degenerate. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I, mean, you I could. totally could. You could, but, but do I want to? No, it doesn't. I don't think it enhances the uh, the final product at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I don't know. It's like, if it's it, worth Mom's it. cast is uh, it's uh, it's a uh, you know we get we get one brewski and we sh- and we just chillax kind of deal oh yeah maybe two except maybe for two yeah except for the movie commentary where we're both kind of sloshed by the end of it 
<laughs> no, that one that one we decided we were gonna get slush yeah you know so. i i i drunk like two or three chuck jugs i had i had a couple like, brewski beers during uh during the movie commentary track the movie i'm just telling you if, if you remember how uh, the shield pots if you remember what i described that you oh, know, yeah. the the the, oh, the, yeah. the alcohol volume that that's like three or four standard drinks per drink and i had like three of those on a more serious note, though, uh, we do have to have a, a quick moment of silence on the podcast. I hope you uh, you observe with us. Take a hat off if you got a hat on, because uh, we gotta we gotta have a Brandon, moment of take silence. Take hat off. I know I gotta take my hat off. Hold on, Victor. You want to explain the moment of silence while I do this? Well, we want to take a moment of silence for like all the great YouTubers that decided to retire this this past few weeks. We're talking Tom Scott. We're talking Mad Pat. We're talking Captain Sparkles. And yeah. Brandon also has a special moment of silence. Pete Carroll also got fired, and I'm I'm upset about that. Pete Carroll and the Seahawks whoa, whoa. got fired. I'm upset about that. Everyone, everyone's getting fired. Everyone's Pete getting Carroll, fired Bill or Bell- retiring. It's Bill Belich, Bill Belichick, and, and Nick Saban. I don't think or he's fired or retired, but you know, I don't think Saban got fired. I think he just called it quits. But uh, yeah, let's yeah, have, yeah, let's have a quick moment of silence. I hope you uh, observe with us. Okay, I think that was enough silence for this That's hat enough. back on. But okay, okay, I I'm gonna offer you a trade, guys, and you're gonna tell me which one you like. Okay, what were you saying? Trade offer. Trade offer. You get a new Mom's Cast episode, but Mad Pat retires the next day. Dude, that was fucked. That was. <laughs> I don't know. This is like this kind of like I don't know. We make an episode about content about the content creation grind, and then all these people are quitting. I don't know. Uh, Mom says making ripples in the scene. You know, yeah, Mom's guy has motion. <laughs> I, I, uh, dude, I don't get the motion trend. I don't. I don't get it. I think I. What, what do you mean you don't get it? I just don't get it. I don't get how you're supposed to use it. Like I don't know. I guess I don't have okay, motion. There are four laws of motion by Sir Isaac Newton. I don't know. I. <laughs> I just okay, don't got. Bra- I don't. Got, I don't have we, motion. I just don't got motion. You don't have motion. You have. You don't have big stacks. I'll be right back. Give me a second. No, I don't got big stacks or motion. But it's like I saw again. The reason I, I think about this is um, I got a TikTok on my feed. It was a POV, uh, Doctor Who in in 2023 because this was like Christmas time, right before the special came out. It's like these lame say I ain't got motion. Tell me I'm not with it. I went to your hood and they don't know you. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> Victor's grabbed uh, some fat stacks. I forgot they use U.S. money in Panama. I got confused for a second. I see Victor pull out like ten Ben Franklins on me. Victor's got motion. Dude, you just gotta, you gotta have the motion. Yeah, you gotta you got motion. You gotta have the motion. Look at it. Look at it. Fuck boy. And Victor fucking out here. He's got like ten Ben Franklins. Like, go to the bank, motherfucker. I don't trust the banks. The banks are fake. They take your money and never give it back. That's why I invest in gold. <laughs> All I'm saying is that the bank can go bankrupt, but my mattress is always going to be there. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I, I I think it's weird, though. I, I see a lot of people, like, freaking out. They're like, everybody's retiring. And um, I feel like this is the first, like, ah, shit, we're getting old moment for, like, um, people born between, like, 1990, I'm going to go with, like, 1996 to, 1996 to 2004. This is, like, the first, like, ah, shit, I'm getting old moment for Yeah, uh, yeah for, for the people. early Zoomers, for us early Zoomers, you know, it's, 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 for it's the not, Zillennials like, is, is the, I saw the term Zillennials, and I was like, yeah. Most of us, most of us are 
either way behind in college, graduating college, or like have graduated college for a while now. Well, because it's like ninety six to um, people born in nineteen ninety six. They they're they're what like six years older. Yeah, they're six years older than me, so they're like twenty seven. And I think yeah. twenty seven is probably like the age where you start going like, ah, shit, I'm like an old fuck now, because like that's when you stop looking like a college kid, you know? Yeah. It's when you yeah. stop looking like a college kid and you start just looking like an adult. That's when. Well, that's when if you're with a college college chick, they start looking at you weird. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like if someone like even like someone like my age, because I'm like a senior in college. I'm officially a senior in college. Two semesters left. Hey. <laughs> Two semesters left. Officially a senior in I got, I got fucked by transfers. I'm technically a freshman again. L. 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 You dropped this L. You're putting the L in, in Victor. <laughs> At least I got motion, Brandon. Yeah, I know. He's got motion. I don't got motion. But, uh, like, if, even if someone like my age, because I'm 21, I'm a senior in college, was like, I'm going out with a 27-year-old. I would give you, like, I would give you a, I would give you a side eye. I would give you a side eye. I'd give you, like, a, like, the, like, the rock eyebrow raise I would, I would give you one of those yeah yeah like if you're going out like you know if yeah it's it's weird you know what i mean it's weird you know my like my i got confirmed you know i'm a good catholic boy yeah i got confirmed so, and stopped going to church i was raised catholic i stopped going to church after yeah me too, me too i'm a good catholic yeah me too anyways anyways so my godfather you know when you get confirmed you get to pick your godfather different from uh baptism you know Oh, Jesus, Jesus. I never called it a godfather. We called it our confirmation sponsor in my oh, church. Same sh- yeah, it's same, same, thing, same thing. Same thing. Same thing. We call it godfather, right? And so I got to pick mine. You know, I yeah. picked. Um, I picked. Uh, I, f- I closed like he was uh, uh, an alumni. He, we were never in high school at the same time. Yeah, but he was an alumni from a school. He came back to be our like debate coach. But oh, like, okay. uh, he, you've, he you've was told like, me about. You've told me about this guy. Yeah, yeah. he was like what twenty? I'm gonna say twenty five, twenty four. Yeah. When 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 he was when he was coaching us, you know, now I'm like talking to him, getting like we're getting we're getting lunch because because you know you you gotta catch up with people. Oh yeah, right, of course. And we're I'm like, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm like you're gonna turn 28 this year, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, like yeah. So it's like it's like you're like it's weird, dude. It's weird. I think yeah, but I, I think all this stuff too. It's like. I feel like recently, because it's like, for me, it's like, again, I got the one-two punch. I got the, I got like the, all the OG YouTubers retiring and I got and the, Pete I got the Pete Carroll getting fired. I yeah. can't believe he got fired. I'm going to go off on it really quick, like real quick rant on this. Um, make it quick. Make it quick. Alarm sound here. Uh, Brandon talking about sports alert. Uh, terrible day for all our fans who say sports ball. So, okay. So I think that in the NFL, there are some guys who have done enough to deserve, like, to earn the right to never get fired and to just, like, you've earned that right to just get to hang it up. And I think that in the NFL, there were really only a couple of those guys. I think there's only a couple of them. Like, let's go to flashback to, like, last week. There's only a couple of those guys who who can decide when they want to, like, hang it up. And it's kind of like, I think it is objectively wrong to fire them. I think it's bad juju. I think the Seahawks have some bad juju moving forward. Because it's like, I think those guys were Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, uh, Andy Reid, and Mike Tomlin. Those guys have earned the right to decide when they want to ride off into the sunset and leave. They have earned that right in my mind. And John Harbaugh with the Ravens. And so it's like, you just saw two of those guys get fired. Like, bad juju. Bad juju. What about the Steelers guy? Mike Tomlin? 
I said Mike Tomlin. And so it's you like, you Tomlin. saw two of those guys get fired. And with Pete Carroll especially, I think it's bad juju on the organization. I think the Seahawks are going to be fucking atrocious next I'm just year. Saying, and I think it's I'm deserved. just saying. I think it's bad juju to fire a guy who has I'm had the saying. success, the sustained success that Pete Carroll has had and the legendary career that Pete Carroll has had. Put him in the Hall of Fame already. To finish this up, why is Pete Carroll without a job? But Nathaniel Hackett still has one. That's all I'm saying. I know. Think about it. That's all I'm saying. Think about it. That's all I'm, That's saying. All I'm saying. Think about it. It'll be a, it'll be a sad day. It's like it's like it's like the day we lost uh, Big Kirko on the field. Well, because it's also like just a couple of years ago, um, the big thing, the big talking point was like all of like your childhood NFL quarterbacks are no longer playing. Yeah. Have retired. Drew Brees. Drew Brees is gone. Brady's gone. Uh, Peyton Manning's been gone, but like. Manning got included in that because Eli called it quits. Uh, Big yeah. Ben, respecter of women, called it quits. Like all of the like the guys with tenure, aside from Aaron Rodgers, called it a career. Like they were like, I'm done. It's been happening everywhere. Because like in, in soccer, it's happening too. Yeah, I'm like they're not they're not retiring, but they're going to what they call farmers or retirement leagues, right? Yeah. Like you know, Messi is playing, playing in, in the U.S. Yeah, he's playing in Miami, right? Right. That the MLS, great, great football, soccer, Not, soccer, Victor, great, great it's soccer, America, great, damn it, great soccer. <laughs> Not the best soccer for like competitive wise. That's not where you. Well, gonna, is, is like, the best get, competition get in um is the best competition in like South America or is it in like Europe, uh, like Western England. Europe, England? Right okay. now, it's a Premier. Like right back, now it's the Premier League. Back in back in the day, it used to be La Liga in Spain. Yeah. Now it's a Premier League. Oh, okay, okay. But the thing is, like everybody's like everybody's like that. Like most of the the uh, Barcelona squad, uh, and most of like the La Liga squad that were like playing and were good when I when I was growing up, yeah. they're on the U.S. or in, or in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Ronaldo is in Saudi Arabia too. Like they're they're all either went to the MLS to retire and buy into the MLS clubs, or went to Saudi Arabia for the money. I think that's I think that's a smart move though, is buying into those um, MLS clubs just because it's like yeah. the the teams aren't worth that much. So it's really like especially because soccer players get paid stupid amounts of money, especially over oh, in Europe and, and like there's South no America. cost cap in soccer. Yeah, so they get paid stupid amounts of money. So it's like they can just afford to do that, and also like. I think soccer is slightly on the come up in the states. I don't think people are always like, "Oh, soccer's gonna pass whatever like big four sport" because there's like big four sports in the states. Uh, you got football, baseball, hockey, and basketball. Soccer, like soccer, could be getting up, and we could have the big five sports in the states. I, it's never I gonna pass think, something. If it passes anything, I it'll don't pass think hockey. soccer. I don't think soccer is going to get asking the U.S. because. And I don't even say it's going to be a, like a culture thing. It's just, you know how suburban people and, and country people play f uh, football, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Their, that's their sport. But like city city people are inner city kids, basketballs or shit. Yeah, I think we've we've actually I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but you and I have definitely but had me, this conversation. Me and you have talked about it. Uh, because right? it's like, yeah, because it's like, again, like. Um, like the pickup games in in like other countries, it's like what did you have for like pickup games? Soccer, exactly. In the states, pickup game is basketball. The pickup game yeah. is basketball. Um, yeah, it's just a difference in culture. I don't know. I think there might be I a don't culture think, shift coming, but it th they might be. But I don't. I don't see it. I see what I can see is that there's a little more. Sp like, all America decided that if we're gonna host a big cup 
we're hosting it in the U.S. because that's where the best stadiums are at. Yeah, they're playing it so, in the, the NFL stadium. I kind of want to go to a World Cup game. Like honestly, just to oh, say I'm that going. I, just to I'm say going. that I did I'm, it. You're going to LA for it. You're going to LA for one. Me personally, I'm going to go to LA for it. I'm going to crash in ads and because my parents already went to one. When, when like, is, oh, it? Fuck is it? Is it next year? I think or it's next, like next two year. Two years. Two years. Yeah, 2026. Yeah. I might see if I can get yeah. out to LA. Um. Let me see if I can get out to LA and see. We'll if do I can. something. Those those stick. We gotta we gotta save up because those stickers ain't, ain't gonna be cheap. Nah, SoFi SoFi is gonna be expensive. We might be able to get some yeah. shitty nosebleed seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That but might still, be a, that might still. be a, that might be something. To there, do. All the all the big cups are are right now in uh, the US and let's be honest, Team USA is on a come up. You know, Team oh, USA. Yeah. It's always been a good team, but it's always been a good team on a shittier like. Conference, yeah, because like Team USA, the only really really good team on Con- on Concacaf, which is uh, the conference in the U.S. and Panama, are, back in the day was Mexico. Okay, right. Then you would have going to the to the World Cup like for a given, you would get Mexico, yeah, either the U.S. or Canada, yeah, and then one Central American or Caribbean team. Okay, because we because we get four slots right now. The, the teams that are getting stronger are uh, Panama went from like like one of the bottom tier teams to like top uh, top four teams. Panama mentioned, and the, <laughs> and, the, and and the US is like also on the come up. Mexico and Canada are 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 falling in the in the ranking. Yeah. So Team USA is in a come up. You know, oh, I I love I love seeing the TikToks of Christian Pulsic, um, just uh, take <laughs> giving away his children for the US. Yeah. It, it, you know, back back in the World Cup, because I watched the World Cup, Brandon didn't. It was pretty fun watching Team USA. Um, going back to kind of what we were talking about earlier with the retirement stuff, you know what's going to be like the nail in the coffin for a lot of people? What? LeBron retiring. LeBron's not going to retire. Dude's going to die on the court. <laughs> he's he's gonna, just going to die on the he's court. He's going to get into basketball like, Valhalla. He's going to die on the court. <laughs> That's what LeBron's plan is. But no, I think like when LeBron calls it quits, like I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh shit. I'm old now. LeBron's not going to call it quits. This is what's going to happen, okay? I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen, okay? Brony is going to have an absolutely mid-college career. <laughs> he is still going to get oh, drafted yeah. First round, by yeah. the by the Lakers to play with, with LeBron. Yeah. LeBron then is, the, the, the is going to say, I'm not leaving until I get to play with Brony Jr., which is going to be Brony's kid. Oh, and then yeah. the first game that Brony's kid starts... With LeBron and Brony in the Lakers, LeBron's gonna have a heart attack. And he's going to basketball. Va- yeah, he's going to basketball Valhalla. That's what's gonna happen. No, but it's like yeah. again, I do think that that's gonna be the nail in the coffin for a lot of a lot of people. I think that's gonna be the switch to to making like our generation into the old heads. We already are the old heads, dude. Yeah, or people are or people are washed. Like you, you, you asked a kid today. Oh, you want to be like like a like an NFL QB? Who you want to be like? If you ask that, if you ask that question to to me to me or you, we we said you know Tom Brady. Yeah, you say Brady. Would, yeah, you say like, you would say like I don't want to be a a a, a QB. I, I want to be I want to be a tight end like Gronk. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now now you ask that, and the kids are gonna be like, Oh, I want to be like Patrick Mahomes or 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 Travis Kelsey. 
<laughs> I want to be Dak. And I did bully the kid <laughs> for saying that. <laughs> but um, no, it's like uh, a lot of the uh, – because it's like the sports people had that. So it's like the NFL watchers had that a couple years ago with all the quarterbacks retiring. And it was like a second dose this week with all the coaches getting fired. And then the um, – the soccer people had at the World Cup because that was supposed to be like like uh, Messi's and Cristiano's last World Cup. God God knows if they're gonna like play the next yeah. one because they they refuse to, reti to retire. The, but yeah, the sports ball people, people who say sports ball, that would that for them was the the Matt Pat retirement and the Tom Scott oh yeah retirement yeah that was uh that was for that was the I'm old now as for an, those people as an avid watcher of you know not as much Matt Pat nowadays but as, yeah. as both channels I used to like really really you know religiously watch Game Theory and, and Tom Scott oh yeah dude that hurt. No, oh, yeah, I get that. I, get, I the um the game theory one got me. The game theory one did get me. Me, me and Brandon bit. watched it together. We were uh, about to play some fork knife, and Brandon was like, "Mod pets retiring," and I was like, "What?" Yeah, I think. Do we call this episode "Mom's Cast Goes to the Beach That Makes You Old"? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mom's Cast. I think we just call it "Mom's Cast Gets Old." <laughs> we Mom's just gets old. yeah. We just put some old filters on our faces. I think that yeah. might be might be the move. But um, yeah, no, it has been an interesting, interesting, interesting couple days. And I, again, I, I am interested to see because again, I think we're on a new, uh, new come a new up era. There's a new era. I, I like, I like the new people coming, coming up in sports. I like the new people coming up on YouTube. You know, it's a little new faces. You know, it's a little new content creators. All right, I'm gonna start sounding like, <laughs> I'm gonna start sounding like an old head here. I don't like the people coming up in football that much. I don't know what I you think... don't like the Prince. You don't like the Prince. You don't like Josh Allen. You don't like. Uh, I think, okay, so I think that football has lost some of its edge, and this is not like a new take, this is like, this has been repeated by a lot of the old heads, and I guess I'm an old head now with football, football's lost a lot of the edge, because um, it's like, you don't see teams like openly hating each other anymore, like, like, like there used to be like, hate deep in the soul for like division rivals and now it's like you see guys on like the team and they're like being chill with each other after the game they're doing like the jersey swaps and all that shit no fuck that that's lame as shit that's lame as fuck i'm gonna tell you my opinion why this happens it's hard to see rivalries during a dynasty i don't know because it's like okay so for me the one that i think of is seahawks 49ers that rivalry peaked when uh, jim harbaugh was the coach of the 49ers those teams fucking hated each other there are many videos describing this fucking despised each other. Both teams but back, openly back hated each then, other. Both teams were as fucking good as the other one. Yes, exactly. Both teams were as good as the other one. This is very important to point out, which is why it's like that NFC Championship game that sent the Seahawks to the Super Bowl in 20, uh, 2013 is as like iconic as, as it is. You know, it's like you get uh, Richard Sherman after the game. I'm going to put the audio clip in here. Joe, thank you so much. Like, that's what fucking sports is about, in my mind. You know, that is a great sports moment because the teams hate each other. And then it's like you see teams playing each other today, and it's like, like wow, great, you know, that's phenomenal, you know. But that, that's hard to do on a dynasty, and especially when, when they just let players move around as much as they do. Because, like, I'm going to tell you this. On my, on my, on my uh, division, you know, my, my beautiful yeah, the division, Jets, yeah. the rivalries are the Bills and the Dolphins, and the Pats and the Jets. Those are the historic ones. I'm yeah. not talking about recent years. But how the fuck are you going to have 
a proper rivalry with the Jets and the, and the Pats when the Jets, up until like last weekend, have been on a like ten year slide oh, yeah. of not oh, of yeah. not beating not beating the 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 Pats in a single game, you know. No, how I are get the that. Dolphins? Yeah. How are the Dolphins gonna be like? Oh, we have a rivalry when they have been mid for the past few years. I'm gonna be honest. The only two in my mind that have retained like the hatred is um Steelers Ravens and uh Falcons Saints. Those those are the only two that have really kept it. And Falcons Saints is like a recent like reinvigoration of it because of the about, because of Jameis faking the victory other. formation for an extra touchdown to run the score up. Like, that's what I'm here for. It's petty as shit, and it's funny as fuck. Like, I'm here for that. But but it's because they're as good as each other. And also, and I'm going to sound like an old head here. All right, let's go for it. They're not hitting each other as hard as they used to. No, they're not. Well, because the game, like, favors, like, uh, offense. Because it's, like, it's more fun to watch offensive highlights than it is to watch good defense. Because if you watch a game where there's really good defense, most viewers are going to be like, that game was boring as fuck. Because they just don't, like... No. As unfortunate as to say, the average American... Does not know ball. The average NFL fan does not know ball. Because I, what people like is showy defense. You know, like it's bad defense, but it's showy. Because you let yep. you let a, you let a receiver get a, get at like 20, 20, 30 yards, and they're speeding up, and and here comes the fucking free safety posted all the way back, and oh, yeah. absolutely he's got the run up on it. Yeah. That motherfucker into oblivion, kind of like, kind of like the Travis Hunter Henry Blackburn hit. Yeah, and it's like was okay. that was that an illegal hit? Was Absolutely. he was it like a bad play? Absolutely. What that thing did for the CSU CU rivalry? Oh, that brought yeah for exactly. that for so, that culture. So okay, so we didn't really get to talk about this much. I don't think because I think we just weren't trying to talk about it. But it's like okay, so I fucking hate Deion Sanders. Fucking hate the guy. I think he's annoying as shit. You know, he puts the me in Coach Prime. Fucking hate the guy. Prime time, baby. Prime and time. you know, he I don't time. think gives a shit about like any of the culture stuff that originally existed in, in at the University of Colorado or in the state of Colorado in general. I don't think he fucking cares. This is a stepping stone for him to get an NFL job or a better P five job. Which he's not gonna get. I I don't think he's gonna get one either. But anyway, so he doesn't give a shit about that stuff. Jay Norvell, as much as like I think that Jay Norvell might not be the guy long term for CSU. I don't think he's the guy long term. I think he's a good like step as a rebuild coach to get the team to be like not losers anymore. But Jay Norvell respects the culture of Colorado State University. He respects like, the traditions of college football in Colorado. Not only Colorado State University and Mountain West culture as well. And he did and he did what he had to do. He did what he had to do when he got on the radio and he said that shit where he was like, Yeah, when I talk to grown ups I take my hat and my sunglasses off. It's what my mother that was taught not me. His- that he knew what he was doing. Opinion. He knew what he was doing. He was fanning yeah. the flames to actually get the rivalry back, and he got Dion to actually give a shit about the game. Because otherwise, this would have just been like a footnote game for CU. This would have been a game that they don't yeah. give a shit about. Yeah. Nobody wants to watch because uh, CU's not really trying. And I think, okay, my hot take, my hot take is if Jay Norvell did not say what he said and he just kept his nose down and just let like kept all that shit like to his chest and like with the team. I think C. Uh, I think CSU wins. I think CSU takes the game personally. CU does not, and I think CSU would win if if they just kept that kept their mouth shut. I, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't think so. 
I I don't think so. I I I I I see it, but I I kind of I kind of don't. I think if Jay Norvell doesn't find the Flames the way the way they did, if the rivalry doesn't pick up, Dion Sand like the whole Dion Sand is the whole primetime effect doesn't crumble the way it did after that Colorado game. Cuz cuz that Col- that CSU game, Mark- that was their last win. That was like their last win. Not their last win, but but it was like close to their last win cuz they it went was, four. It they- was their second to last win. That yeah, was their yeah. third win. Of their four that's, wins. In, in my eyes, that's what destroyed the foundation of, like, primetime, you know? They had all the steam coming in from the preseason, right? Oh, yeah. Well, because they had national media being like, oh, call, uh, CU by, by 50 million. Fuck CSU. Who the fuck is CSU? They get ranked for week two. Yep. Right? Week three, they do really good against an all right team. Yep. But then week three, you come in to one of the top 25 worst ranked teams last year and by halftime yep. you're about to fucking lose yep like I, I, that see i don't know that game was that game was phenomenal to watch that was a great game i'm excited for I think, for, I think, the, I think, for the rematch think, in the fall i'm really yeah. excited for that i, rematch think, I think that's a game that people should rewatch if you can find a good place to rewatch that game i would recommend it legitimately top 10 top 10 uh top 10 games last season like legit, of all college football, top ten games. Absolutely, and then again, coming coming back to that Henry Blackburn illegal hit. Absolutely, I'm not gonna say that players should target other players and make that's illegal what, hits. I mean, on that's them. that's what that's what rivalry games are about. I'm gonna be honest. But it's for it's for the cult. If it's for the culture, you know what I mean. If it, oh if, yeah. Like all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that uh, who who's a good receiver on the on the who who no? I'm gonna say this. All I'm saying is that whoever the fuck they put uh, throwing the throwing the pigskin for the Patriots next year, and oh, South yeah. Gardner absolutely wrecks the shit out of them, like yeah. past the whistle being past that whistle being blown. Oh yeah, that I mean that's kind of what these that's kind of what these games are. These games are missing a little bit of like dirty play. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, but um, yeah, like like I think college football even is losing that because it's like. I think college sports work best when it's two teams who are like at most like three hour bus ride from each other, fucking hate each other, fucking despise each other. They're close enough that the students can drive like to and fro to like fuck with the other school, you know, like spray paint some shit, steal the mascot, like, you know. Like, that's what it's all about. And it's like you have fucking, like, um, USC and you have all these West Coast schools going to the fucking going into SEC the Big Ten or the, going, going or to the, the Big, Big Ten. Ten. And it's like, dude, it's like it's like at Penn State. Penn State, you know. Penn State, when it's Michigan week, that's a big fucking deal because it's fucking Michigan week. And it's like, you know, it's like, oh, we play, you know, we play UW this week. Who cares? Who cares? All I'm saying is that that's what rivalry games are for. In yep. every single sport, in every single thing, the two teams that are closest to each other have the most beef. Okay? Yeah, the two okay. teams that are closest you, to each you, other you need go, to You go to soccer. You go to soccer over in Europe, okay? The two biggest teams in, in Spain, right, are Barcelona yep. and Real Madrid. You would think that's the biggest rivalry because they're the two biggest teams. Is it a great nope. rivalry? Y- yes, it is. It's but a is, great is it rivalry. not like the rivalry? But that rivalry... It's called a the, the Madrid Derby, which is two teams that are in Madrid. They don't even play on the same stadium, but they're both in Madrid. Yeah. Right? And it's the Atletico de Madrid versus the Real Madrid. And that shit gets heated, bro. 
heated because it's like it's like there's that dividing line on the city to where like oh we support Atletico here you're fucking real you're fucking piece of trash it's like yeah. that kind of that's 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 sports culture sports sports fun sports. which is uh for me it's like as somebody who is from Pennsylvania. Uh, lives in lives an hour from Denver and watches Seattle sports. Um, you know, it's like <laughs> the um, you know, the Broncos fucking hate the uh, the Raiders who moved closer to be in Vegas. Uh, Broncos fucking hate the Raiders. The um, the Eagles the that actually Eagles Cowboys is one of the only ones where I can think where the distance is huge. Like the distance is huge. Eagles Cowboys fucking hate each other. You remember when when the big thing was Angels Dodgers? I do not. I was never a big baseball guy. Okay, so that, that that's another big rivalry, like you know, Angels Dodgers, uh, Yankees Mets. Yeah, it, it's all it's all people that are that are close. I'm gonna be honest. I don't like that the that the Angels are now the Los Angeles Angels instead of the Anaheim. the Anaheim Angels. I don't like that the char the San Diego Chargers and all the LA Chargers. Well, the uh, the the Chargers will be punished forever by being a like mediocre football team for leaving C- uh, San Diego. The Chargers yeah, will be punished I, eternally for leaving San Diego. Yeah, I think I think it's dumb. You know, it kills the culture. If there was a team to be in Los Angeles, it should be the Raiders. Absolutely, yeah, no, because they never they they were never an LA team. Yeah, they were. The Raiders were. The Raiders, the Raiders started in Oakland, moved to L.A. They were in L.A. for most of their time as a franchise, huh. moved back to Oakland, and now they're in Vegas. Huh. And so all of the all of L.A. is not a football city, but the people who are football fans are Raiders fans. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm absolutely. sure you could talk. To, I'm sure you could t- talk to uh, Nat about this. I'm sure, like, or maybe Nat's dad. Oh no, dad. no, no, no. I think no. Nat's dad is a, a Rams fan. Nat, Nat's dad is like LA blood through and through. He's a Dodgers fan. Yeah. He's a Rams fan. You know, but Nat's family, her her uncles and stuff, that's Raiders country over there. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, I, okay, I'm gonna be honest, and I, I, this might this might sound really bad out of context. Um, the Raiders are the football team of low income areas. Yeah, same as Oakland. You know, I'm gonna be honest. Same yeah. as the, uh, the A's. I mean, the, the A's. You know um, what you, I mean? You see a Raiders sticker on somebody's pickup truck, you could probably assume that they've been to prison. They have seen the inside. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, I think we're going to go to mid-roll. Thank you for joining us at the funeral for YouTuber who you liked when you were 12's career. Uh, Up next to speak, we have uh, Victor delivering a eulogy. Thank you. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just... I just... I just can't believe he retired, you know? Like... One day you're just 12 and, and watching their videos when you come home from school and the next you're like 21 and and they're retiring and, and at least at least I've got at Momscast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and, and YouTube to to get me through it and if I if I really need to, Mom says my turn of the podcast on Spotify and other podcasting platforms. I just, I just can't do this right now. <laughs> Wait, before I go, remember to, to rate us five stars and answer the episode polls. <laughs> and we're back. Anyways, we're back from mid-roll. We've been, we've been quick with the mid-rolls. Pulling back the curtain quick. Uh, usually when we record the mid-rolls, uh, we have to trim 
10 minutes out of the episode because it takes us a long time to uh, record yeah. and or uh, edit them. Not edit, but record and like come up with the idea. Lately, we've just kind of been like, bam, bam, bam. On a roll. Yeah. Tell us what you think about the mid-rolls. What's your favorite bomb says mid-roll? If you have one. You know, there's, there's uh, what? 30. will be 32 30. now that you've heard 30. the Now that you've heard this no. next one, there's 32 of them. So. There's 30 because you take out the specials. Oh, yeah. Um, Mom's Cast uh, 10 has a mid-roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mom's Cast 20 doesn't and Mom's Cast 30 doesn't. Oh, yeah. So you're right. There are 30 mid-rolls. Yeah, there are 30 mid-rolls for you to pick from. Quite a lot. Tell me. It is quite a lot. I ha- I have a favorite. I'm not going to tell you what's my favorite. I also, have, favorite, I might I also have a favorite, but I'm not going to say what my favorite one is. Here, um, flip it out. I want to know what your favorite one is. Friend. My favorite one is Mom's Cast is back, uh, is back again, where it's the football one. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> CSU winning the Natty. That's my that's favorite my, one that that's we've my done. That's my favorite, too. That's my favorite one that we've done. Yeah, that's my favorite too. Okay, we're back. Okay, we, we, we have we have the same we have the same favorite. Mid-roll. We're in agreement. What's the best mom's cast mid roll? Actually, my my close second favorite is the 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 OG Christmas one. <laughs> I'm the, be it's honest. November. <laughs> it's that one. There is no better gift than the gift of mom's cast. That one. <laughs> my favorite one is. I'm gonna leave mom's cast. Mom's cast. Mom's cast. Mom's cast. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna leave. I'll leave this bit in. There's some good ones. There's some good ones. The, I the, like the, the, um, the the Batman one too. Yeah. Oh, the 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 American Psycho one is also really good. Oh yeah, that one's very niche. But if you get it, like it's it's pretty. If you solid. get it, you get it. If, if you, you get, get it, you get it. it. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Um, what's the anonymous? One of the musical ones we did. I remember that you spent too long trying to make it. The uh the the mom's cast dirt bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom's cast dirt bag. That's a good one. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. There's a the the truck commercial one, the truck commercial one where I I played a Do you want to know on guitar? Yeah, you know what? We stopped doing. We start, we, we have stopped doing mom's cast ending bits. Yeah, we did. It's it's kind of get hard. back on that. On the topic of ending on bits, uh, one of the things that uh, I was really proud of that I did, and that was actually a really funny bit that we had to delete because it was in a in an OG mom's cast episode was. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was the episode Victor was in. Actually, it was the the first Victor the best episode, episode of, of, of OG Momscast, and so it was a proto Momscast episode. And so what it was was um, Victor was filling in for one of the hosts. They were feeling ill, and so Victor filled on in on the mid roll. And so the idea of it was that we originally ordered a gorilla from the Denver Zoo to be the replacement <laughs> host, but they lost it. And so Victor was filling in as the replacement for the gorilla. And so the <laughs> ending bit of that episode was um, me getting a phone call and the gorilla was loose in a mall and rampaging. <laughs> and so the uh, the audio, I'll, just, I'll put the audio in because fuck it, why not? Nobody else is going to hear it. Um, and that was the ending bit of the episode. And so the ending bit was me getting the phone call. Playing like it, they, the audio is saved on my computer as gorilla attack phone call. Uh, it's really it, I. It's one of my favorite it's things that so I've made. It's, it's one of so my favorite good. things I've made. I'll put it in right here. I was so happy with it. Okay, so that was the gorilla attack phone call audio. Pretty good, right? And so the ending bit was was that. And then I'm like, guys, they found the gorilla. We gotta go. And so the ending bit was all this being like, ah, shit, getting up and like closing we the door. We go, we, we jingle keys on the mic, and then I go and slam the dorm room door. 
It was such a good ending bit. Honestly, there were a lot of good. Um, there were some good opening bits on that uh, on that podcast. A lot of a lot of like mom's cast ideas came from that one episode of Proto Mom's Cast. No, they really did. They they really did. Um, I think Proto Mom's Cast I think was most useful for me to get the editing format down yeah. and to get all of the accounts set up so that we could just hit yeah. the ground rolling. When we I came think back. I think if you ask like what truly helped define the identity of what mom's cast is now is that one episode what me and brandon did because it, it was mostly me and brandon like saying the dumb shit oh like, yeah it was it was me saying something really dumb and brandon saying okay really back in because you're chasing it too much yeah and, th- and that's how we kind of hit the sweet spot that's like where, where I we're think, at now i think if you listen through all of our episodes which is weird to me that that would take 32 hours roughly what roughly oh, yeah. 32 hours to listen to all of yeah. mom's cast it would take you over a day uh you could make mom's cast a full-time job for three days <laughs> and uh huh. and it would take you three days to get th- no it would take you four days if i could do Crazy. that that'd be great 32 hours of mom's cast is is for uh it's almost a full work week of mom's cast episodes which is wild wow but um if you listen through those episodes i think that our first episode is pretty shit our second episode, Mom's Cast Loves the Troops, used to be the one that we told people to listen to, and it, it kind of sucks. We re-listened to them to make the compilation. It kind of okay, sucks. It only gets honest, good. Hold on. It only honest, gets good once I start my Disney rant, and it, yeah. that's at the tail end of the episode. To be honest, when we used to tell people to listen to that one, we barely had five episodes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and that's because that second episode is better than our first one, but not by much. Yeah, the third episode was kind of kind of alright. What's the third one? It's, no, um, no, no. I, I gotta make third? sure. What's the third? Okay, so the first one's Mom's Cast. Um, Mom's Cast Mom's back in action. Mom's Cast loves the troops. Mom's Cast to the future. Mom's Cast to the future is alright. There's 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 nothing like when I think back Mom's Cast, an episode that like jumped to me. Mom's Cast back to the future, or it's it's not a a. It's not a banger. Not a banger. But then when, then we hit Mom's Cast makes a movie. There's a two episode streak because Mom's Cast is hungover is also really fucking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom's yeah. Cast is hungover is great. And then Mom's Cast makes a movie. Goaded two episode stretch right there. Good. That's, that's, I'm going to call that the first 10 episodes. I'm going to dub classic Mom's Cast. Yep. Because Victor we have... and I, Victor moves between episodes uh 12 and 13 we had pre-recorded episodes 10 11 and 12 um yeah. and so the first episode we recorded in the the current arrangement is episode 13 mom's cast casts fireball and there's definitely a little bit yeah. of jank but like from episode like i think mom's cast takes the sat is where we hit our stride with the digital format i think i think each each mom's cast era, you can you can each mom's cast era is defined by the mom's cast break tm oh yeah because like you get proto mom's cast huge break you get a classic mom's cast break um digital mom's, mom's cast. cast yeah remote mom's, mom's cast. cast i think you call it remote mom's cast remote mom's cast break and then mom's cast right whatever now. this is current mom's yeah. cast We'll, we'll, you know, you know, you know. They're they're already coining and talking about like eras. They're already coining a name for like the new era of Doctor Who that's coming. What what is what is the new? Because I know it was classic so who, you, new Who, which I think new Who should be spelled like new metal and you. It should be N U W H O. I'm not I'm not sure about that. Uh, they're calling it Neo Who. I kind of hate that. I kind of despise that actually. 
Especially because it's still called like series 14. Like it can get called season one all at once. Production wise, it is series 14. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Can, can we talk some Doctor Who on the podcast? I think we I think we can talk Doctor Who on the podcast. Okay, so for, for context, real quick. Doctor Who is, is the, the sci-fi franchise that I have my emotional attachment and nostalgia goggles for. Because my mom is like... Uh, my mom, big into Star Wars, big into Star Trek, big into Doctor Who. Um, never had me or John watch Star, uh, Star Wars or Star Trek. I watched Star Wars Episode Four when I was 14 years old. And I am yet to watch Star Trek. They put all the OG movies on HBO Max, though, so I might watch those. Um, but So Doctor Who is my, my thing that I watched as a kid, I, and I, I have my nostalgia my, goggles for. On my side, I was always a big Star Wars kid. I watch a little bit Star Trek. Like I kind of get the gist. Like I can tell you who Picard. What's the difference between Picard and Kirk? You know what I mean. I can tell you what's classic, what's generations, and what's the Kelvin timeline, which is the basics for for like, you know, if you understand Star Trek. But I was a Star Wars kid, right? But then again, in my lifetime, there's there's only really been two good successful new Star Wars content, which is Rogue One, which is hot take here, which shouldn't really be that hot. The Rogue best Star Wars movie. The best the Star best Wars one. Movie. The but say it's the one. best one? I say it's the best I one. I don't know if I'd go with that one. I like I've watched all of them. I don't think any of them are crazy. I think if I watched them when I was like six, I would be like, oh my God, Star Wars Um because that's how every six year old is I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it. Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie. That's my hot take. I think That's ob- my hot take. okay. I, I respect your hot take. I think objectively, my personal favorite is Return of the Jedi. Objectively, it it has to be Empire Strikes Back. Just objectively, objectively yeah. yeah. Objectively, it has to be it Empire is. Strikes Back. But anyways, and but then, anyways, and then, Doctor and then Doctor the Who. other the other wait. Let me finish. Let me oh, finish. Okay, go for it. Go the for other it, the other property me. is The Mandalorian. But then I picked up Doctor Who when I was in like what sixth grade, and back then that, that's that's that golden era. When did you Doctor when who. did you start watching? No, I I disagree on that. I disagree on that. When did you so who was the doctor when you started watching? You were in sixth grade. It would have been like right uh, when Matt Smith no, was starting, right? Yeah, yeah. I started with Matt Smith. You started with Matt Smith. Okay. Yeah, and then I, me, I started uh, with re-watch I started with Matt with Matt Smith and then started back watch uh when the season ended. I back watched uh uh the uh Eccleston nine and, and nine and ten, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I I really liked Doctor Who. I enjoyed it. I watched the whole entirety of uh, Doctor Who up to like Capaldi's last season, and then I kind of dropped off Doctor Who. I watched the first like two episodes of um of Whitaker, and then like I graduated. COVID, bunch of shit happened. Didn't really keep up with it. Yeah. So I, my mom had uh had John and I watch Doctor Who with her. So we started, and we were like, we were like eight, eight or nine. Like, we were kids, because, um, again, th- at the end of the day, Doctor Who is a children's show, uh, as much as people don't want to admit it. Um, actually, I think it's I think it's all audiences. I'd say Doctor Who's all, all well, audiences. Well, Classic Who is definitely, it was definitely marketed as a children's show. Yeah. So, anyways, um, we started with Rose. So, we started with the first episode of The Revival, and we watched all the way yeah. up through, John stopped watching... Around, if I asked John, do you remember watching Blink? He would say yes. If I asked John, do you remember watching the Tenth Doctor's last episode, The End of Time, Part One and Two? He would say no. 
He stopped watching yeah. somewhere between those. And then I kept watching right. it. And so I remember Matt Smith's first season very well. And then I got uh, – I remember his second season, season six. I remember bits and pieces of it. And then season seven, um, after Matt Smith regenerates is around when I stopped watching um, TV in general, though. I stopped watching TV in general around the, the 50th anniversary, Day of the Doctor, uh, Time of the Doctor. Like, that's around when I stopped watching. And so I've been re-watching it uh, because we started – I think we talked about it in an episode of um, yeah. Proto Mom's Cast probably. Uh, no, we, no, we, no. That, no, that yeah, because we started watching it over spring break when we were staying with yeah. – uh, we were staying. Uh, we started watching it, and I kept watching it. And I've just kind of been – it's been like on and off, but it's something to watch when I want to watch it. And I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm getting some new perspectives on it that I, I didn't have before. And I, I watched the 60th anniversary specials, and I watched the new special, and I'm uh, I'm excited for where it goes. And you can't disagree with me, but the later Tenant and earlier Matt Smith run was like the golden era of like New Who. I think, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would say Series 3 through Series 5 is like the golden era of New Who. So that's the Martha season to the first Amy season. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I would definitely like, agree with that. The thing that I realized is watching it, um, I really cared for like the Doctor and the Rose thing. And then as like more time passed and Tenet's Doctor is just continuously like all about Rose. I was kind of like, man, this is really starting to be annoying. And then it's like you get out of it and it's like I have enjoyed the Martha Doctor um, interaction, Donna Doctor relation, Amy Doctor, Rory Doctor relationship, all so much more than I have enjoyed Rose and the Doctor. I think Rose is a great introduction companion to the show. I just think, I just think it gets kind of lame. That series too, pretty weak, pretty weak overall. Oh, I'm gonna say it might be a hot take, but every single companion after Rose is more interesting than she is. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would agree with that. I really like that first series of Doctor Who, though. I think series nine of Doctor Who, kind of great. Series two, which is why I can't call like series one to series five the golden era, because series two kind of falls off the wagon for me. But like that first like series run, that Christopher Eccleston season, that season's phenomenal because they didn't know if they were going to get a second season. So like it has to actually try to be really good so that people keep watching it. And it's like it's 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 really good. It's like. I don't know. That's my thoughts. We're 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 going we're going too much and in, in we're in... going too niche. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, here's uh here's some cartoon sound effects to to bring us back in. Uh... Yeah. What I was gonna say is that um you know they they are calling the the shitty shitty Gatwa shitty Gatwa stuff forward. They're like it's a, they're 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 branding it as a, like a soft reboot, which it is, and I'm not mad about. Yeah, I'm not mad about it either. It needed to happen at some point just because there's so much baggage. There's a lot of baggage, and it, it, it's daunting. It, it, it really oh, is yeah. daunting. Well, because my thing is, and I, I had this with Kiri, too. I was like, oh, I, re I really fucking like Doctor Who. I want to watch the, the 60th anniversary specials when they come out. And Kiri's like, I want to watch Doctor Who, but 13 seasons seems like a lot. And I think it's, it's, it's definitely needed for this new jumping on point for it to be a season one. You don't have to watch 13 seasons, I think... I think if you want the lore, you can watch them. If you want more Doctor no, Who, if no, you like not what you're from the new stuff, you can watch the old you stuff. Can, you still have to watch eight seasons at least. Because I think five is also a good jumping on point. Five is a decent jumping on point. Um, I think if you want the full experience of the 50th gotta, anniversary oh, 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 special... Oh, oh. If, if, if you want the full experience, you got to go all the way back to I, series one. 
Yeah, so my mom actually had me watch a couple episodes of Classic Who, and by today's standards, Classic Who is, like, borderline unwatchable. I, I can't imagine. It's, like, low budget. By today's standards. Well, you have to really think about it as either a soap opera or a stage play. Like, you have to... You yeah, need to yeah. suspend your disbelief almost as much as watching like a stage play when you watch classic Doctor Who to not just yeah. be like, "Wow, this looks terrible." How did this? How did this become I can, Britain's I can second largest cultural export behind like James Bond? Back to actually talking about the new Doctor Who. Okay, yeah, back I, I to want it. To, I want to bring up to you, and we're gonna talk minor spoilers for the the quote unquote introduction episode. Of the Shudigatwa. If you want to watch the Church on Ruby Road, um, just watch it. Don't pay it's, for it's Disney Plus. Find it on this cool website. Beep. Oops. Sorry, we can't do that. We don't want to get sued. It's 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 pretty good. Just watch it. Don't even like you don't have to know absolutely anything about. Um, yeah, you don't need to know anything. You need yeah, honestly, yeah, you don't need to watch anything. Just go and do it. Just just know you. The only thing you need to know is that the Doctor is a cool guy that does stuff. That's it. That's all you yep. need to know. I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know how to feel about it. I liked it. I um I didn't like get like the oh he's like the new doctor moment until the um the scene where he's running on the roof yelling yeah. at Ruby while she's on the ladder. I thought I was watching that. I was like, oh I could see like I could see Capaldi's doctor yelling that. I could see Eccleston's doctor yelling that. I could see like I could see most Matt of the Smith. classic doctors yelling that. Or some variation of that. I could see a lot of the doctors yelling it. Matt Smith's. I could see Matt Smith's doctor yelling it. It's not that. It's not that that he doesn't feel like the new doctor is. It's not. It's the thing. It's not anything that's like inherently wrong. I just. I just. This is my. This is in my heart and my mind. Doctor Who is a sci-fi show, right? Yeah. Is there is there a a, a great few like amounts of like suspension of disbelief stuff that you have to do and jump through hoops? Absolutely, you know absolutely, what I mean? absolutely, uh, there is. But but then you get the goblins that fit on on like you know what I mean? Okay, so my thoughts with this, I think we're going to see. Um, so one of the 60th anniversary specials, and it's like those shouldn't be taken lightly. They're not just episodes of Doctor Who. The Doctor, you know, the Doctor invokes a superstition. At the edge, of, at the the edge universe. of the and universe. And it's mentioned several times. And then in the giggle, uh, Kate Stewart goes, bind that box in salt. And it's taken, like, it's played completely seriously along with the Mavity line earlier in the show. Those specials yeah. have an impact. On the there, show. There's going to be some straight, like, fantasy stuff, which I think is yeah. fine. I think it's kind of stupid yeah, yeah. when we go, oh, the Queen of England's a, a werewolf. But no, she's not the werewolf. Um, the Queen of Were- the Queen of England saw a werewolf, but it's not a werewolf. It's an alien that looks exactly like a werewolf. Yeah. Let's call a spade a spade. Yeah, I told you this in on uh uh I you, you you didn't tell me. I told you this. I'm not sure how I feel about fantasy in my sci-fi show, but let's say spoilers for the 60 60th anniversary special. Let's say the Toy Maker's domain irreparably changed the nature of the world. So I will I will forgive it for now. Yeah. That's that's so my thing. I, I I can see it, but then it's it's about the feel, right? It makes sense. It totally makes sense. Yeah. In the context of the show. But that's like that one weird Star Wars movie where a girl crash lands on a planet that's like stuck on like medieval tech, right? Oh, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, is it Star Wars? Yes. Does it completely make sense in a huge galaxy like the Star Wars ones? There's bound to be at least one planet where people are stuck in like medieval tech or, or like fantasy-ish tech. And there's like aliens that look like orcs, which there already are. On the on the on the franchise, and there's a guy wearing like spectacles. Yeah, does it make sense in the setting? 
absolutely. But how does it feel? Does it feel I, like Star Wars? I, I have different feelings on this because I am okay when my sci-fi show introduces fantasy. I am not okay when my fantasy show introduces sci-fi. Completely agree. Completely agree. The other thing I was going to say, spoilers, and this is like just me putting putting together dots that that probably are not there. You know Mrs. Flood? Yeah. Okay. And back to the 60th anniversary special. The toy maker says, I play with the master, turn him into the golden tooth, right? Yep. Then at the end, they pan to someone picking up the golden tooth. Yada, yada, yada. The master is going to be reintroduced. This is bound to happen. Oh, absolutely. Mrs. Flood, by the end of the episode, not really that much surprised by the TARDIS, you know? And then at the end, there's the post credit scene where, like, Mrs. Flood makes the fourth wall break and goes, you've never seen a TARDIS before? And then smiles and has a little glint the same way that Golden Tooth glinted in, in in the toy. She's so, the master. That's my theory. My thing, least. okay, so my thing is I think the master has been overused a little bit recently because I didn't like how Chibnall wrote the master. I, I did no. a little bit. I didn't. I you didn't like, you didn't like, you didn't like Missy? I liked Missy. I didn't like how Chibnall wrote the master mm-hmm. with like the, uh, like the, the crazy master, the Hitler master. Oh, I didn't watch, uh, I haven't uh, watched the, the Chibnall okay, so stuff. So he, he, he brings the master back like a season after like Missy. And it's like, wow, that's kind of lame. So I'm hoping we get like a little break from the master. Um, oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I did like Missy though. I don't know. My thing with Miss Flood is there. I feel like there's a couple options um, there, and I didn't immediately jump to the master. Uh, one I saw is that Ruby is is uh, her own. Okay, so it's some variation of Ruby is her own mom or like drops herself off. Kind of like a looper. Yeah, and, and drops herself off, and then is actually Miss Flood. The other one I saw is that obviously um, you're gonna have uh, fuck who is it's the uh, you're gonna have the Ronnie or you're gonna have um, there's another female Time Lord in Classic Who who's a companion. Um, you're always uh, gonna have those two come up in conversation. There's always the, what happened to the Doctor's daughter granddaughter? Was she human? Um, th- that's like a weird thing that the show doesn't like to talk about. That's yeah. like a weird thing that the show doesn't like to address. Moffat brought it up a couple times, but it was never like a dialogue reference. It was a uh, uh, like it would like Capaldi's doctor on his desk when he's like a professor. He has two pictures on his desk. He has uh, River and he has uh, Susan on the desk, yeah. and that's like the extent that she gets mentioned in the show. Capal- Capaldi's doctor is the 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 faithful husband of Fury Song. You know, yes. Like like if if we're being fully honest, the doctor is a bit of a slut. He's a slut. The eleventh you know, doctor's such a fucking whore. Like I was watching it, <laughs> I was like watching it. I was like, "Holy shit, <laughs> it's a man whore right here." Yeah, but then, but then you know, Riverstone is married to the doctor, but he's specifically married to Peter Capaldi. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Um, and it's like the tenth doctor gets Slut. around a little bit when he's not Slut. being like, oh, "I miss Rose Tyler." It, it, like he's like he's like whoring around. Like his thing in the fiftieth is he's banging the queen, the the virgin queen. <laughs> That's like his thing in the fiftieth. <laughs> I love I love Doctor Who though. No, I fucking the love doctor, Doctor The Who. Doctor's a slut and and Chitty Gat was poised to be another slut doctor. Dude, you know what uh, I mean? 
Okay, Brandon complaining about chuds, but I promise to make it quick. The doctor has, like, a throwaway line in that, where it's like, oh, I spent a hot, sweaty summer with, uh, you know, he's, like, Scottish. I can't do, I can't do a Scotsman. It's a hard accent. Um, but the doctor's like, I had a hot, sweaty summer with Harry Houdini. Do your dwarven accent, and then take the dwarf out of it. Yeah. I, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not too impressed. But uh, so the doctor has like that throwaway line about getting out of knots. And it's like, I spent a hot, sweaty summer with Harry Houdini. And the judge were like, the doctor is gang out. And it's like one. Um, I, the several doctors have mentioned a, a hot, sweaty weekend with Harry Houdini. And two, um, the 10th and 11th doctors would make passes at men. Yeah, absolutely, totally. Like, like the 9th doctor, like the I think I think in, in, in uh, Christopher Eccleston's season – um, it's when they meet Captain Jack, and Captain Jack is openly like a a uh, bisexual character. It's not. It's very important to the character that Captain Jack is bisexual, and he like it's makes a not. comment at the doctor, and the doctor's like the doctor like you know is about to call him a slur. Um, so the ninth doctor homophobic, tenth and eleventh. No, no. Well, ten but, but, questioning okay. would be willing. Eleven open. Coming back to the six, and I'm sorry, we keep going back to the sixtieth anniversary special. You know. Right, the doctor and Donna just uh, fucked up and changed the gravity to Mavity, right? And then Donna yeah. goes, uh, "Is it me or was Isaac Newton hot?" And the doctor says, "Oh yeah, he was kind of hot." And then he yeah. stops for a mo- and then he stops for a moment no, and I goes, "Is that the person that I am now?" And I then Donna goes, "Okay." Then Donna Donna goes, "You've always kind of been like that, to be honest." Yeah. So okay, so I wasn't such a huge fan of the. Is that the person I am now from from the fourteenth Doctor? Who? Let's be honest here. Let's call a spade a spade. Is just the tenth Doctor. It's he's true. playing the same fucking character, except he's more mature because now David Tennant's like David old. Tennant's old. He's like fifty something. He's I think he's over fifty. No, David Tennant in the sixtieth anniversary special is the same age as William Hartnell was when he started playing the first Doctor. He's like fifty seven. We are wrong. David Tennant is currently fifty two. William Hartnell was 55 when he started playing the first Doctor. That's um, crazy. I know. It's weird. And so, um, I don't think, yeah, yeah, 57 or 47. But, um, yeah, like I wasn't a fan of that. Is that who I am now? Because it's like, we, we don't need this every 30 seconds. We, like, we just yeah. don't. I feel like they say it a lot. They I, don't say it that much. Well, it's, it's a, like, also, it's like in... Um, <laughs> they talked more about Donna's daughter's gender than they did about the Doctor being gay. I don't think so. Um, oh, yeah, but also, Russell T. Davies, that's just always how he's wrote the Tenth Doctor, because it's like, in yeah. his introduction Christmas episode, he, like, he's, like, um, I forget what, like, the Prime Minister's name is, but, he, like, he's, like, that was, that was genocide, um, I forget what her name is, it's, like, something, like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, forget but, about it. And he's, like, and she's, like, oh, well, tee-hee-hee, and he's, like, I will strike your career down with three words, that's the man I am now. And it's like he's always written the doctor like that. I like, I like, I love Russell I, T. Davies. I love what Russell T. Davies has done for the show. Sometimes one question, cheesy. the one question I do have is, what the fuck are they gonna do with Torch now? Torchwood? No, not Torchwood. Uh, uh um, what's the 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 Avengers Tower people now? What's the name? That's Torchwood. No unit. Unit. Yeah. They just had unit in the yeah, show. What the- what the fuck are they gonna do with it now? Because it's too big. In the trailer, they're gonna they're gonna have unit. Uh, in the unit, trailer for the new season, there's gonna be a unit in, episode. In, in my in my opinion, unit's too big now. You know what I mean? I I, I kind of liked y- unit. Know, u- unit used to be the thing. It it kind of has to be done because unit used to be like these men in black type people, right? It, it was like it was more like a black ops unit of the army. 
in yeah, classic yeah. who because i actually did watch a lot of third doctor and fourth doctor when the doctor was like working for unit i, I remember watching a lot of those third doctor like, episodes like actually. unit unit used to be like like you know it's close to the government it's the thing that's getting buried under wraps now there's a big ass like avengers tower style yeah like, like unit thing which makes sense because what the british people have gone through every christmas since the doctor <laughs> came back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh no! They had a couple years off during. I don't think Matt Smith has a Christmas episode oh, set in the present day. In the present he, day, he, yeah, yeah, his, his introduction episode is in Christmas, isn't it? No, that's uh, Matt Smith. I'm talking Matt Smith. Yeah, his introduction no. episode is also Christmas. No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, the eleventh hour is not a Christmas episode. I'm gonna look it up. David Tennant's episode, The Christmas Invasion, his introduction episode is a Christmas special. Matt Smith's Christmas specials are. Um, Oh shit! I don't remember what it's called. It's a Christmas Carol. It's a Christmas Carol. That's not set on Earth in present day. It's set in present day, but not on Earth. Then there's the Doctor, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which I don't think is present day. Then there's the Snowman, which is set in Victorian times, and then it's the the time of the Doctor where he's on Trenzalore, thousands of years in the future. He has. I don't think he has a Christmas episode set in present day. So they got like a four year break. While Matt Smith was the doctor. And then Capaldi, I, I don't think most of Capaldi's take place uh, on Earth uh, present day either. I think there's only like the return of Dr. Mysterio for Capaldi's Christmas specials. You Correct might be me if right. I'm wrong. You might be right. But still. You cannot, you cannot handle the uber instincts of my uber autism. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a throwaway line in, in, in a part of, of, of some Doctor Who episode where it's like, where are all the people for Christmas? And they're like, oh, they're away from London, dude. Like... Like you, like you don't fucked up. Like, like yeah. no one wants to be in London for Christmas. And I, then the oh, same sorry, thing happens on the Ruby episode because they are they're out back from the club and oh, you see yeah. the streets and they're absolutely yep. desolate. Yep, I think that's a funny bit of lore. I do think that's a funny bit of lore. There's these really good videos on YouTube called "When Doctor Who Continuity Is On Point," and it's just like some some like throwaway line from like a like from like a fourth Doctor episode is mentioned and like to the bone in like a it's usually an early Russell T Davies uh episode but sometimes Moffat did it and it's just cuz like those guys are like turbo nerds for classic who yeah, like yeah. they've definitely they definitely have every episode on DVD they Peter definitely Capaldi, watched every Stephen episode Moffat they could live and, and Russell T Davies uh, were I think were were uh blacklisted by the Doctor Who magazine because they would send too much uh, fan mail it it's like it was like an inside joke in the early Doctor Who community that Peter Capaldi was fucking annoying about Doctor Who. Um, anyway, Dave, David you, Tennant, big Doctor Who guy too. You wanna Tennant, you wanna know you wanna know where Doctor Who continuity is on point? In the books, this book is an absolute banger. What is it, Victor <laughs> Bookrack? Victor Bookrack. Uh, it's uh, Doctor Who Heroes and Monsters collection. Read it like cover to cover. It's an anthology book of Doctor stories and all this stuff. And then there's just shit that happens where it's like Peter Capaldi's doctor and he lands on a rainy planet and he's like taking shit out of the TARDIS and he takes out an umbrella with a handle that's an interrogation mark. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) dude, my mom's favorite. And it's okay. So when you watch when like people talk about Doctor Who, their favorite doctor is the one that they watched when they were a kid. And so Absolutely. That's why yours is Tennant and mine is Matt Smith. Yeah. Even though I kinda I'm kinda coming around on it, but I I don't know. I, I might come around on Matt Smith or Peter Capaldi. I like the clips that I've seen of Capaldi. But no, Capaldi's um, drone so was like, absolutely phenomenal. My mom 
absolutely like that because she watched i have no clue how she watched doctor who but she watched doctor who when she was like a teenager because my mom would have been a teenager in the 80s and she watched like the tv movie and like read all the like extended like shit like the doctor who adventures that were uh yeah. between like the show and the show like the show coming yeah. back is the revival and so my mom's favorites are seven and eight really yeah really i eight, don't eight? like seventh doctor clips eight? i Eight is a controversial choice, you know? No, if any Doctor Who fan who is like, who like got into it during the break, their favorite is eight because Paul McGann did a bunch of audiobooks. He started the big oh, finishes and I there see. were like all the books and stuff because he, oh, yeah. he was the current doctor. He was the current doctor in Lord. Was seven the crazy one? Yes. No, six, six and seven are both kind of crazy, but six is more of like a cartoonishly evil crazy, I guess. Oh, yeah. Then let me look at the seven. Seven is more unhinged. But, who's um, who's the seventh? Uh, Sylvester McCoy. I don't like oh, his yeah. doctor. His voice kind of it. It's literally just his voice. His voice kind of annoys me, and so I can't watch his episodes the or clips. Even. He's the one with the question mark oh, umbrella. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this, okay, okay, he got you. And God, this is such like this is such a niche episode of Mom's Cast. I'm sorry, Mom's Cast heads, but we love Doctor Who. Maybe and... watch Doctor Who. I don't know. Maybe it'll change your life. Like it's changed mine. Okay, so this is how I think it's the best. Um, way to watch Doctor Who. This is my, my opinion. Okay, so hold you hold you, hold you yeah. no, wait, wait, Victor no. give you a rack and then I'll give mine. Okay, so you start with um series one of, of you know the, the Eccleston stuff and then when he gets um his hand chopped off you pause and then watch the entirety of Dragon Ball C <laughs> <laughs> come back, watch all the way up to Matt Smith Watch Sword Art Online, and then that's fucked. Return. Uh, wait until the Doctor gets butt naked on uh, Matt Smith's introduction. Oh, sorry, sorry. No. Pl- it's All a, the way. I, it's, it, I forget what episode it is. I know which exactly. I think it's the Christmas episode. It's a Christmas yeah, yeah. episode. Wait, wait until the Doctor gets uh, butt naked. You know, watch all return, of One Piece. Take a take a pause. Uh Read Chainsaw Man, and everything. Every time Denji is a sad human being, you watch one episode of One Piece, and then you finish Doctor Who. And that's the best way to watch Doctor Who, in my opinion. So my my way to watch Doctor Who is so you're gonna start with Rose. Actually, what you're gonna do is you're gonna start with the Church on Ruby Road to see if to see if you fuck with it. If you fuck with it, you're gonna watch Rose, and you're gonna watch all the way up. You're just going to watch all the way up. Before you watch the 50th anniversary special, you're going to watch A Lonely Child. You're going to watch the first episode of the show from the 60s. You're going to watch that. Because if, you're, if you've watched it by that point, you owe it to yourself to see the start of the show. Yeah, Watch absolutely. that episode. Then watch the 50th anniversary special. Watch up to, you know, watch and just watch the rest of it through. You can, if you want, sk- skip the... Um the Chipnell era? I wouldn't. There, there. There's a thing that happened in it that seems like it's going to be important. It's called the flux. Half but the universe they, got erased. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You can, like, you'll, you'll see the highs and lows. You know, if you watch you'll that, highs, you'll get the highs and lows. You'll get the highs of the Moffats. You'll get the the lows of the Moffat era. You'll get the, the valley that the is Chibnall. the Chibnall era. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll get, you get the, the you get like, you know what? We're talking too much Doctor Who, Brandon. Just go watch Doctor Who. Just fucking go watch it. 